We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up? Webb is lying to himself. He is in a furious mood right now, but I appreciate the effort, Webb. It is, it's nice to see you smile when I know you've been crying for days. Thank God we're having this podcast on Tuesday and not on Sunday or Monday. So we are going to get to all the NBA playoff games. We're going to talk some gigantic trade news in the NFL. Let's get right into the news. Let's start with your Lakers because I am legitimately angry about this. And I I don't know if I should be. I think you may talk me down. LeBron James went to a tequila party outdoors with Michael B. Jordan and Drake. The NBA found out about this. They did not suspend him or fine him. Allegedly, the party demanded to see a vaccine card or a negative COVID test. LeBron will not tell anybody if he's been vaccinated yet. Do you believe him? And do you believe the league? Sorry, sorry, sorry. One more thing. Sorry, one more thing. In April, the league suspended Kevin Porter and fined him $50,000 for going to a strip club. Just for some context, the league has gotten some criticism over this. And they said, in regards to LeBron, other players have done this. We did not suspend or fine them. But they refused to give any names up of who did it. Yeah, so uh, with that whole situation, well, one, to contextualize what I'm saying, LeBron has evaded any sort of discipline ever with the league. He's spoken out against officials. Um, He's made comments that has gotten other players like Draymond Green fined. He's done things that he's just escaped any sort of, um, any penalties, anything, any punishment with the league for years. And it's not like he hasn't contravened the rules. but in this case, so I don't know the details of the party. You called it a tequila party, which <laughs> it wasn't. It was a party for a tequila brand. I know, I know, I know, but I just never heard of a tequila party before, like those that concept. But yeah, I know, I know. I, you um, weren't in a frat in university, okay? <laughs> I was not. Um, so yeah, the he was there with other celebrities, and um, I've seen I've seen it happen before with James Harden when James Harden was with Harden was partying with Lil Baby, and he was out publicly. Um, and not even showing up to team uh, team activities, uh, he didn't get suspended. And this was like more in the height of COVID. Um, Kyrie Irving as well during the year uh, was partying with his sister, out with people. Also during a more uh, serious time, uh, not serious, but a, a time when the numbers were a lot higher in the States. Um, and, and when the vaccine, I don't think was really out yet in the States at that time. So now the vaccine's out. I don't know if LeBron has been vaccinated, um, but I think whoever his PR person is, uh, they, they they hedged and said like you either need to have, you know, have to ha- have having been vaccinated or produce a negative COVID test. And I'm assuming that LeBron, having played all these weeks and not we're not hearing anything about him getting a COVID test, he had a negative COVID test. Uh, Kevin Porter's situation, yeah, I think I think it, I think the league. Um, I think they look at where you are and what you're what you're doing in these situations. Like Harden, when he was at the party, he was away from um, crowds, at least in the video. Um, Kyrie was kind of dancing with a few people, although there are people there. I think it's also the behavior that you're doing. If you look at what uh, Paul Pierce did and what got him fired from ESPN, although it's a Disney company, I think it was. I think some of that was surrounded with what he was engaging in like the strip club i think the league was probably 
saying that, you know, it's, it's so egregious that you're being in these activities with COVID being around, you should not be at these, these establishments. I think that helped it. So I'm going to tell you why I'm mad about it. And I, I'd be, I, this isn't anti-LeBron, this is anti-everybody. I don't believe LeBron that he needed to be show he was a vaccinated or a negative test. If LeBron James shows up to your party, he's getting in the party. No bouncer is turning LeBron James away when he's with Drake and Michael B. Jordan. It's never going to happen. That's part one. Part two, he played in the playing game. If it was Alex Caruso that got caught this party, the league would have suspended him. They just didn't want to miss LeBron for a huge uh, national audience. I wanted to see LeBron play too. I understand that. But don't give me this whole spiel about we care about the players. We care about the fans. We can't do this stuff because of COVID. And then let the biggest star in the world get away with it. I hate the hypocrisy. And I hate that LeBron thought, Oh yeah, bounces is just turning me away from clubs and parties all the time. You know, I'm not a regular guy. It's not true. It's never true. I think another difference with it is this is that LeBron's event was outdoors and it was unlike the other events where people were um having parties or visiting strip clubs or whatever. I think that also helped save LeBron. Um I'm not saying that he would have been punished if it were indoors necessarily but it being outdoors definitely was a positive uh in this situation i agree with that 100 percent. and if lebron just said hey i'm vaccinated we're good i would be like oh no problem i'd be totally i would change my position immediately but he refuses to say that so i think that he's not been vaccinated which means he's putting others at risk which i think is irresponsible you can't have it both ways i 100 respect your privacy but then if you do these things, you're going to question for it. That's like, you have two options here. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I see what you're saying in terms of, well, I don't think he has to, I'm not sticking up for LeBron, but I don't think he really has to tell anyone whether he's been vaccinated, at least in terms of the media. Like if the, you know, if the government mandates it, that's fine. But like the media, I don't think it's really anyone's business who's been vaccinated in the league. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he has to tell me. I don't care about that at all. I'm saying... You can't go to the party and then say, we had to have a negative test or show a vaccination card, so we're good here. And then say, oh, but I'm not telling anybody I've been vaccinated. Because if he hasn't been vaccinated, he goes to that party, he puts everyone else at risk in the league. He could shut down all the games. You know what I mean? Like That's, that's a risky move. If he infected Golden State, Memphis, and then Phoenix in four days, that is 1,000% possible he could have done that. Do you know what I mean? Like... It puts a lot of strain on the whole league because of this one tequila party. Well, I guess we'll see, right? These guys are tested all the time. And I think there's only been like one one or two players who have tested positive over the last few results. So we'll see what happens. All I'm saying is LeBron should have been suspended. Golden State should have beat the Lakers. Lakers should not have made the playoffs. This whole season is tainted. If the Lakers win a the title, there's an asterisk. LeBron has tainted this whole Lakers season now. The title will not be legit. I just want you to know that. That's, not, that's what it is. Keep sticking, sticking up for Steph Curry, man. Coming up short, Curry. Keep sticking up for him. He had another opportunity to make the playoffs, and he chose not to. So, not, what do you? why are you blaming the Lakers? I mean, LeBron shouldn't have been playing in that game. He hit the dagger three to win the game. If he was suspended like he should have been, he's your favorite player, so I get you get the favoritism. He's not. But he, you're def- you just defended him for seven minutes. Oh, you know, he's a good guy, you know. It's outside. It's outdoors. It's tequila party. What's that? Like your scumbagness is running through. You bleed LeBron Laker blue and yellow. 
You bleed it. Okay. You bleed it. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, saying is that your title your title will be tainted. Because the Bruins should have been suspended. You shouldn't have been in the playoffs at all. Well, let's not make this a Golden State thing, because they had two opportunities to make it and they bombed it both times. Um, Irrelevant. Irrelevant. I don't think LeBron should have been suspended. Just like I don't think Harden should have been suspended. I don't think uh, John Wall should have been suspended. I don't think uh, Kyrie Irving should have been suspended. It's convenient now. Very convenient now that LeBron shouldn't have been suspended. I think Tom Brady should be suspended forever for anything. You're defending LeBron because you love him. And that's fine. That's where you are at this point of your life. I just want you to know that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a LeBron supporter. I'm just saying... In the situation, if if it had been a rule or if it had been something that was consistent, then I'd say yeah. But again, I also qualified what I was saying with LeBron escapes discipline always. I so, wish, I wish I could go back to two thousand five and play you standing for LeBron to old web, just so you you could lose your mind. I would enjoy that so much. I remember all those texts. LeBron is garbage. Carmelo's the rookie of the year. I remember all that stuff. And now it's. Oh, you know, LeBron's a good guy. He's sophisticated, drinking wine all day. You're, you've changed, Webb, and it's disgraceful. You're ridiculous. And look, Melo definitely deserved that rookie of the year. I will take that to my grave. Sure. Well, Webb has proven himself to be a completely biased jerk. But let's get on to the NBA playoff breakdown anyway. Let's start with the games from last night. Milwaukee versus Miami. Milwaukee is up 2-0 now. The first game in this series was amazing. Milwaukee won in overtime. It was a really, really fun game. The second game, not so much. Miami was up by, sorry, Milwaukee was up by 40 almost in the first quarter. So Milwaukee's up 2 nothing. Webb, is this series over? I mean, I chose Milwaukee to win in seven. I think Milwaukee still wins the series. I wouldn't say the series is over. Miami could very well tie it up, but I think Milwaukee's a better team this year. I thought Miami was going to win. And when they lost game one, I was like, this is really bad for them. If they had came and taken the bullies lunge, it would have been different. I think that loss broke them. I think they're done. I just I just don't think it's the same team as last year. Like losing Olenek, um, they're just not as they're just not as, as good. Uh Jay Crowder's on Phoenix, uh Victor Oladipo got hurt. I just think, think they're a little thin and they rely way too much on the three now. Milwaukee shot the hell out of the three yesterday too. Uh Pat Connington had tw- had fifteen points. Bryn Forbes had twenty two. I forgot Bryn Forbes is in the league. He had twenty two last night. I mentioned him in my in my reason for why I think Milwaukee's a different team. Like they can shoot. Bobby Portis is there. Drew Holiday's there. Like it's. I don't think Milwaukee's going to go to the finals, but I think this is definitely a, an improved team over the team that played Miami last year. I think it's funny. You think I listen when you talk. <laughs> and let me say let me say another thing. Dwayne Dedman has outplayed Bam Adebayo. I'm I'm. I love Bam. But I think I overrated him for the past two years. He, he's a really great big man, but he's just not there yet. I don't, under, I don't understand why he's not guarding Giannis more. He's not guarding him at all, really. It's really weird to me. And he wanted to be considered for Defensive Player of the Year. He was really mad when he didn't get consideration. I saw those tweets and I laughed at them. I was like, what are you doing, buddy? Guard, guard Giannis and we'll talk. And he didn't, he didn't do it at all. He was passing him off to Deadman. Uh, Jimmy Butler was guarding him. Like, I didn't understand... Ariza had him a lot. Like it was really weird who was who was guarding him. I didn't get it. Yeah, and 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 Jimmy's. I think Jimmy's been great defensively, um, but this team is more than Giannis now. And Giannis, I think this team can still win with Giannis struggling, as we saw in Game One. 
and uh, they can hit the three. Drew Holiday, I think, is the biggest reason for this team's success right now. His play has been out of this world good. He's been amazing. Defensively, he's really good. He's really good. And he's a big guard. Uh, good rebounding guard and strong and, you know, can back down the majority of the league at that position. So, Is he big? Uh, I mean, he's strong. He's like 6'4". I don't think he's big, big, but like... He's 6'4". Really? I thought yeah. when I, I thought he was like six one and a half. I did not think he was that tall. No, he's six four. He's he, he's he's uh and he has some size on him. He's not bony. So I don't, when I when I look at him, I never thought like a big guy. I always thought he was kind of like slim. I never thought that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I think it's just you. Yeah. You Hakeem nixed it, man. Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I so Webb and I have been friends for so long, and I love that we have these inside jokes that make no sense to anybody right. but us. It's really fun. <laughs> okay, so I'm saying, by the way, this series is over in five now. I think Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee has this really easily. Do you agree? Well, I still think Milwaukee wins. Um, I don't. I don't think it necessarily goes seven. I'll say Milwaukee in six. But sorry, I'll stick with seven, and I'll I'll say I wouldn't be surprised if it ends in six. I think yeah. Miami's going to put up more of a fight at home. We'll see. We will see. Let's hope for the best. Okay, let's move on to the next series. Denver versus Portland. It is tied 1-1. Portland came out and won the first game on the road, 123-109. Denver came back last night and won 128-109. In the first game of the series, uh, Portland's plan was basically to make Jokic a scorer. Couldn't facilitate passes. He had one assist. They kind of said they were doing the same thing yesterday, but Jokic came came through he got he played a little better he had five assists which still isn't 10 like he averaged for the season web so it's tied 1-1 do you think any team has really solidified themselves as the favorite here uh, i i i chose portland in seven over denver i think i think the big difference has been the bench to be honest um dame is gonna eat and Jokic is gonna eat um but the big difference to me was the bench like portland's bench was really good in the first game Melo was on point anthony simons was on point Cantor, uh, not so much, but it was the, they were largely marginalized in the second game, and I think that's going to be the big difference maker. So I still give Portland the edge. I think they're the much better team than than Denver, but the bench has to step up and the supporting cast. I think I picked Denver in six. I think I'm going to stick with that, but I feel less good about it now than I did before. So. They actually said it during game one that Nurkic isn't afraid of Jokic at all. He might be the best guy to guard him. He fouled out yesterday with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I think that really matters. When the two guys know each other like they do, the fear isn't there. So I think that could be a problem for Jokic going forward. Like for me, I don't know if you can contain Jokic for an entire series, maybe a game or two, but I'm not even worried about that. Like I'm looking at Denver supporting cast and it, it's trash. Uh, I like Michael Porter Jr. He's really good. Uh, but the rest you're relying on what? Uh, Aaron Gordon, nah. Austin Rivers, Campazzo, like Monte Morris, like this. This team is not good. Like Javon Murray left a huge hole here. I just don't see like I would be really embarrassed if I'm Portland and I lose to this team. Dame shooting from the logo, just because. And you have CJ McCollum, you have Covington, Mello, Powell, Nurkic. This team should not lose to Denver. I'd be shocked. So listeners, I want everyone to remember this. What a fair weather fan Webb is. Webb was the biggest fan of Marcus Howard in the world. I texted him the other day. Your boy's Marcus Howard's going off. He did not respond. Marcus Howard played 20 minutes off the bench on Denver last night. Webb didn't mention him 
didn't give him any shine and said the Denver bench sucks. That's what he said. I just Webb doesn't respect anyone for a long period of time, and I think it's disgraceful. Like how you could just how you could insult your favorite player in college basketball for two seasons is beyond me. I'm surprised, but it's sad. It really is. All the listeners, I love Marcus Howard when he played on Marquette, but he got a raw deal pointed this 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 Denver team. Didn't get enough shine. That is so unfair what you're doing to him. You cannot rely on this rookie uh, <laughs> to pull Denver over Portland. You're the worst person in the world, honestly. Come on. Wow. That's just how you're trying to twist this now to act like you didn't insult Marcus Howard's family honor. It's disgraceful. <laughs> Sad. I think Marcus Howard should play more. I think he played. He looked really good, but Webb doesn't want to see him shine. So I guess that it is what it is. You know what? I think Denver's going to have to pull out all stops. So I think I agree. They should give Marcus Howard more minutes. Still think they lose to Portland, but we'll see what happens. We, we will. I, I think Denver still wins in six, by the way, but I am kind of nervous still. I'm sticking with Portland in seven. Oh, really quick. I am glad to see Norman Powell playing well. He's played in Toronto for a long time, won a title. I hope he does well. I'm, I'm rooting for him in Portland. Yeah, I like Norman Powell. Good for him. Yes. Okay, so those are the only games that have played two games. Uh, there are three games tonight that are happening after we record this podcast, and we're going to get to those as well. The first game tonight is Celtics versus Nets. The Nets beat the brakes off uh, Boston 104-93. I am actually surprised it was this close. The game never felt like it was a 10-point game. Am I wrong there? It felt like Bo- like Brooklyn was destroying them the whole game to me. No, I felt, I felt differently because, I don't know, Katie really struggled, and Boston uh, looked good for the first half. I was like, there's no way these guys are going to pull an upset in the first game. Um, but then, you know... Everything panned out as we expected, and Brooklyn ran away with it in the fourth. There's, I just don't understand like how Boston would ever be able to contend with Brooklyn in a series. I had Brooklyn sweeping Boston. I still have Brooklyn sweeping Boston. Nothing has changed for me. It felt to me like when I was watching this game that Boston just wasn't as good. Like They couldn't do any tricks to steal a game here or there. It felt like Brooklyn was always going to win these games. Kevin yeah. Durant had 32. Kyrie had 29. James Harden had 21. This is the ninth game they played together. I I am not sure Brooklyn hasn't looked the best of any team so far. Am I, am I crazy there? I just think, like, the, so Kyrie, I think, played the best out of those three. I think KD had a very underwhelming 32. He's usually unstoppable from the mid-range, and he didn't look that way in this game. So, like, even with that, they still beat the brakes off the Celtics. Beat them like they stole something. And I don't know who's stopping this team. So Brooklyn is the only thing that can stop this team. Like, Blake Griffin had one point. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Brown had two. Jeff Green had three. Landry Shaman had zero. These guys are all good bench players and good role players. I don't see them all being held to a combined 10 points again. I agree. I just think this, I think Boston is very overmatched. I think this is over in four. I'm not, I think 100% of this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think we both had it as a sweep for Brooklyn. And I just don't see who's going to score other than Tatum. Like, I think you, you mentioned uh, Tatum dropping 50 in one of those games. I mean, he might do it, but who else is going to score? Marcus Smart. That's it. Yeah. It's not great. Not great. I'm calling for Brad Stevens' job. It, it doesn't make sense why he's been with this team for so long. This is his eighth season, Coop. You're going to get swept in the first round? Come on. Get out of here. I think injuries have played a huge part. I think Ainge is more likely to get, is more deserving of being fired than Brad Stevens is. I disagree with that. 
I think Ainge has been in the last however long, let's say last 10 years, however long has been more, has been a better uh, GM than Stevens has been a coach, at least when it comes to competition. He's always kept the team competitive. He let Kyrie leave for nothing, gave Gordon Hayward all that money, never played well for them, let him leave for nothing. Yeah, but these were good signings when he made them. Like the 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 Kyrie trade was, was great. It, and so it Kyrie said, I'm not coming back here after saying in public, I'm definitely <laughs> coming back here. Yeah, he did. I'm going to... At the big uh, season ticket holder meeting, I'm gonna sign here forever, guys. Yeah. Eight months later, he's marching out this door. Like, yeah. Ainge, if if you want to punish Brad Stevens, you have to punish Ainge too. You can't let one off the hook. Then fire both. But like, I don't think one should be fired. I don't think Ainge should go without Stevens. Uh, yeah. If, if you keep one, if you keep both, that's fine. I would keep them both. Webb just keeps calling people's jobs because he hates people having. Stable family situations, but... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I think Stevens will either get a, an assistant job really quickly or he'll <laughs> he'll go into the college um, college uh, association, but, like... Did you just say college association? Whatever, the collegiate. NCAA. There you go. <laughs> okay, so Webb and I agree. Nets in four. Webb, this is the game I've wanted to talk to you about for days now i just i haven't spoken to you because i wanted to save it for the podcast because i believe in good content after lebron escaped justice and played in the golden state game he played against phoenix in phoenix phoenix won 99 to 90 the guy you've been killing this whole season deandre Ayton, had 21 and 16 your boy the best player in basketball according to you anthony davis had 13 and 7 deandre Ayton ate his lunch does this spell trouble for the, your Los Angeles Lakers? No, I think it spells the opposite. It's going to be rejuvenation, going to be recharged, calibrate everything. AD played like trash, and he's the reason that DeAndre Ayton was uh, having his way on both ends of the court, just rim running the whole time. It was embarrassing. And um, the team came out too slow, and you know, it was one of the things that I was worried about as well was the, uh, the ability to hit the three, and they – definitely did that as, as well. Devin Booker is going to eat. He's a top 15 player in the league. Maybe not according to you, but I think he's in that 15 to 20 range. He's Come right on, around there. Man. I don't, I don't think I, so much. I, I don't hate him. I don't think you're winning a title. If he's the best player on your, on your team. I don't think he's capable of that. I think he can, but I think the next player after him has to be close in skill to him and, 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 and impact. I don't think they, I don't think he can be the best player, and then there's a huge gap between the second best player and him. I like Devin Booker. I think he's really talented. I'm just not sure he's a top 15 for sure guy. I think I could definitely find 15 guys I like better than Devin Booker in the league. All right, you give you give me that list at some point. I'll do it tonight after the podcast. Sure. And then when I send it to you, you'll get furious for four days how I texted you later. Yeah. No. 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 Actually, no. It's not going to be like last time. <laughs> <laughs> for all the listeners, uh, Coop and I had. I think we had like a two hour podcast, at least recording. And like 45 minutes later, Coop sent me a text. I don't remember what it was anymore either. I don't remember what it was. But I remember you were furious about it. Yeah. Coop sent me a text, like maybe like 45 minutes to an hour later, basically restarting the debate. And I was like, not now, man. Let's just do it in the next pod. I was, I was done mentally. I was correct. Because you're weak mentally. It was about okay. the draft. It was about the draft. That's the right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So I think I want the Lakers to lose. So I'm looking at this Phoenix loss as a very good thing for me personally because it will hurt you. I still think the Lakers are going to win the series, though. 
I think there's no chance AD and LeBron play this bad again. Like, I just don't think it's possible. AD is going to be AD again. DeAndre Ayton is going to turn back into DeAndre Ayton. And the Lakers win in six. Am I crazy? Oh, look, we both saw Lakers in six. So the home opener, especially this early start, four days after the Lakers, you know, were playing for the playoff lives. And after Phoenix had a week off, like, I wasn't that shocked that Phoenix won. I was just really shocked that AD played so poorly. And and, and Bill Plaschke on the LA Times, like, he wrote a skating uh, report on the, on AD. But what always comes after is AD comes out the next game. And tonight, AD is going to drop 30. Guaranteed. Okay, so are you guaranteeing victory tonight against the Phoenix Suns? Are you guaranteeing yes. a victory? Yes. 100%. 101%. Okay, I like that. I like that. Oh, I like that. I like confident web. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. Hey, man, interesting. I wasn't so stupid. I should have stuck to my guns saying that Memphis would have beat the, the, the Warriors. But for whatever reason, I switched last minute and I felt so stupid after. Oh, anyway. Hey, did Portland win game one last year against the Lakers too? I think they did, right? I think so. And then Lakers won four straight. Yeah. yeah. I think that's more likely than Portland, than Phoenix winning out. Oh, Phoenix is not winning. I look. I, I still think Lakers in six. I think Lakers win the next two, maybe three, and then Phoenix wins Game Five. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Okay, so there is another team that plays in LA, and they are also down 0-1 in the series. Dallas is beating the Clippers 1-0 right now. They won Game One, 113 to 103. Luka Doncic played out of his mind at 31, 10, 11. Kawhi had 26 and 10 and five. Paul George had 23, 6, and 5. Lucas seemed to be able to do whatever he wants. They say Paul George is the best. Sorry, Kawhi Leonard is the best defender in basketball. Why isn't he taking Luca and stopping him? What is the issue here? I don't know. It may be because uh, Kawhi wants to shut down the Coop proclaimed uh, bottom five roster in the league. Maybe that's why. You think this is a bunch of all-stars here, do you? No, but... I mentioned Tim Hardaway. I mentioned Dorian Finney-Smith. I mentioned Jalen Brunson that you said were guys. Those guys dropped 21 points, 18 points, 15 points, respectively. And yeah. Who was the hit... first guy you mentioned? Who was the first guy you mentioned in this spiel about Luka having all those help? Porzingis. Yes, and how did he look? I mean, he didn't look great, but that was because they could rely on the rest of the sporting cast. They have a decent roster. You don't they have beat the Clippers, like... they have beat the Clippers like that. They were up for the majority of the game, and Luka held his own and and did well but Luca didn't drop 50 like these guys these guys did really well man come on man Tim Hardaway had five threes Dorian Finney-Smith had four threes all in good percentages it's a decent team it's not a great team but it's a team of role players it's a team of role players yeah that's not bad there's still a better roster than the Knicks come on we're gonna get to the Knicks in a second (laughs) yeah I I watched a lot of Dallas because I love Luca this year. And the, all those guys, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, they all disappear from times of games. They are gone. You don't That's see them. They go. That's I'm fine. Saying, yeah, but as a, you want at least a second guy. KP is barely there. There is no second guy that you can rely on night to night. That's what I said. You, when, they dra- when they traded for KP, you were no one's more excited than you. Literally. I and get excited, man. I was excited about Trent Richardson. Okay, like, <laughs> I've made mistakes. No one's more excited than you. And you know that was because you said when KP's um, healthy, he's a top. I think you said he's a top 10 player. I don't agree with that, but that was what you said. And then 
you predicted Dallas would be, I think the four seed. And I don't think it was just because it was Luca. You thought you you, you like what the team did. You like you like the draft. It was uh, only Luca. It was just oh, Luca. Come on, come on. The team is decent, man. Come on. Well, where did Dallas finish, by the way, this year? What seed did they get? Five. Where did you predict they finish? Eight. I think you said twelve. No, no, I had them. I had them making the playoffs over Golden State. Eight. I think you said this team is just Luca and garbage. I'm pretty sure you said that in the <laughs> preview pod. Don't Marcus Howard this team, okay? Don't switch how you feel about them, okay? <laughs> I don't. I don't like them, but I know they're decent. Like and KP having KP there is a huge luxury. Okay. I, I think they're decent. I don't think they're going to beat the Clippers, but they they were dominating this game, man. Luca played really well. He did. Luca is a force. Also, because so. Kawhi and Paul George, who are two of the best 10 defenders in basketball, people say. Neither of them took Luka, which made no sense. So whenever they doubled Luka, he would just pass to the open Dorian Finney, Tim Hardaway, and they would have wide open threes. I just don't, yeah, but I don't understand why the Clippers are doing this. They're the post of this great defensive team. I don't understand their plan. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I, I thought Paul George was going to come out with a vengeance this, this game, having you know just let down everyone. And uh, he wasn't that great. Kawhi played his butt off. Did you see Kawhi's murder? Yeah, Yeah, it was was bad. Effortless. I saw that, and I immediately texted one of our friends, like, call 911. That was terrible. (laughs) I I felt genuinely bad for Maxi Kiba there. That wasn't (laughs) That was just, that was irresponsible of Kawhi. That was too mean. It was just really mean to do that. And it didn't even swing the momentum in the Clippers' favor, like, for long that's what i thought was going to be the huge momentum shift but it wasn't yeah it so let me ask you a question okay if you were maxi kleba there do you just punch Kawhi in the face after that i think i'd have to i definitely uh say it was an offensive foul and i i start some sort some sort of scrum some sort of <laughs> something on you, you know have just to you have to do that when when uh who was it that dunked on ad the other day I can't remember. Someone dunked on 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 Anthony Davis the other day, and Anthony Davis was. I mean, he kind of got hit in the face. So he, but he was staying on the ground. Oh, I remember, and he was I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who was it? Yeah. I don't even remember. I forgot to mention this during the clip during the Lakers talk. By the way, uh, Chris Paul got hurt during that game with a shoulder injury. He said he heard it crack. Uh, Webb was not surprised by this Chris Paul injury at all. Nope. The only thing I was surprised by was that Anthony Davis also didn't fake an injury after. I, I swear, I was like, this is coming. This is 100% coming. I think AD was playing too bad. He didn't remember about that. Okay, so with the Clippers versus Dallas, has this changed your thought of the series at all? Dallas is up for nothing. We both had the Clippers winning in six, I think. I had them winning in five. I had uh, LA winning in five. Clippers. Do so, you think it's still... Are the Clippers going to win the next four games? And no. Back? I, think, I think the Clippers win in six. You said seven. That makes more sense now than than my prediction of five. But I think Clippers win in six. I still think the Clippers win. Yeah, probably seven. But I didn't think it would be this hard for them. But I think that they're going to realize they just have to stop Luka and it's over. So Kawhi or Paul George should take him tonight and then it's done. They should have an easy win. And I think also with the Clips, their supporting cast looked like trash. Like it was Kawhi and Paul George and that was pretty much it. And And, and I guess Rondo played a decent game, but like it wasn't a good game from the other guys, Marcus Morris and 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 uh, um, Reggie Jackson and those guys. Okay, so Webb and I still think the Clippers win this series. I think in seven, Webb thinks in seven as well. 
now he's changed his mind. He's come around to the right side. You're switching to six again now? You're staying at six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think six. Okay. For the Clippers. Uh, let's go to tomorrow's games. Philly is up one nothing against Washington. Uh, that game, again, seemed like Washington was never really in it to me. Got kind of close to the end, 125-118. I don't know why. I just thought that Philly could take over at any time and destroy this game. Am I crazy here again? I don't think you're crazy, but I don't think you're totally sane. I just... This has been one of the things that bothered me about Philly. It's such a a one-man sort of show. I love Tobias Harris. He was a leading scorer here. He took the most field goals by by far. But I just other than Embiid, like this team, I don't know how they get to the finals. I don't I think Embiid's fantastic. I think Tobias Harris is really good and really underrated. But Ben Simmons, like I just I just don't think this team is good enough to beat Milwaukee or Brooklyn. I just don't. So just Philly won 125 to 118. I, I don't know why, but I was just never concerned about Washington winning this game. I think the reason that they think they have a chance is because they have two of the best wing defenders in basketball. Ben Simmons and Tybal can stop almost anybody. They are excellent defenders. If you put and Embiid is no slouch either. If you put Embiid trying to stop KD ben, or Ben Simmons on Harden, Tybal on Kite, like they have ways to stop this team. They have options. I think Philly is going to win the East still. I think that's how they get it done, just on defense. They play five on three, basically. I, I will take Brooklyn over Philly any day. I agree with you about the defense. It's the best out of those three teams. But um, Washington shouldn't have been in it as close as they were. Like, Although it didn't feel that close, it, just, it, didn't feel, it didn't feel like Washington was like they went away. It didn't feel like Philly put them away. I feel like it felt to me like Washington could have gone on a little run to make it closer. I didn't feel like they were going to win, but I thought it was going to be close. I didn't, like, I was just never worried that Washington was going to win. Like Philly kept it kind of close, but it felt like to me that they could take over if they wanted to. Mm. I just, I think Philly is the way better team. Westbrook isn't Westbrook of seven years ago. You know, like he's limited now. Bradley Beal is good, but is he an MVP level player? I'm not sure he is. And Embiid is, right? So. I think Bradley Beal is a great scorer, but what you say about Devin Booker is what kind of what I say about Bradley Beal. He can't be your best player. And, I see Devin Booker as Bradley Beal 2.0, basically. That's the kind of guy I see Devin Booker as, by the way. That's why uh-huh. I feel like him about Bradley Beal. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I thought you just didn't like Booker at all. No. Because I'd, I'd put Bradley Beal in that top 15 as well. I, I have a problem with two guards who shoot and don't play defense. And that's what those two guys do, really. I just, like, has a guy like that ever won the title as the main guy? I don't think it's ever happened. Not unless he stacked up a team, stacked up on a team. The only two guards I can think of that won titles were Jordan and Kobe. And those guys both played hellacious defense when it was necessary, right? Like, yeah, I guess, yeah. It doesn't happen otherwise. I think this series, by the way, has not changed my mind at all in the first game. I think Philly sweeps it still. I'm still not changing there. I think Philly is done in four. So I had Philly sweeping. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington won one game. Wouldn't surprise me, like a close one. But I'll still stick with Philly winning um, four straight. Okay, uh, the next game is Atlanta versus the Knicks, the series story. Atlanta won game one, 107-105. Trey Young hit a last-second floater to win the game. Webb is very happy with this because I have not liked Trey Young for years. Julius Randle did not show up for this game. He, he looked really bad. It was his worst game as a Nick. Webb, please gloat on me. Tell me how dumb I am. Go ahead. The floor is yours. I couldn't have said it any better than you did. 
You are very dumb. Julius Randle just won most improved player of the year, by the way. And this game should not uh, disqualify him from that. I had Jeremy Grant, but if you want to give it to Julius Randle, Michael Porter Jr. deserved a lot of consideration as well. But that's fine. Um, you know, the Knicks had a great year. Kudos to them. Leon Rose did a great job. Uh, Tibbs is our pick for coach of the year. But it's over. The season's over for them. I chose Atlanta uh, Hawks to beat the Knicks in six. And, and, and Christmas came early for the, for the Hawks. Courtesy of the East Atlanta Santa himself, Trey Young, the guy that you've been hating on for how wait, many wait, years? Wait, is his nickname the East Atlanta Santa? <laughs> no. no, I took I took that from Gucci. <laughs> I, I was gonna Gucci. be so angry. <laughs> I took that from Gucci. That's that's. I don't think that's Trey Young's. I think Trey Young's nickname is like Trigger or something. But um, I don't know why. How is, hit- how is East Atlanta Santa better than his actual nickname? This guy's the worst. East Atlanta Santa delivered. And he delivered Atlanta a wonderful gift in that win with that unstoppable floater that he has. I love Trey Young. And I, I, I'm I, not choosing the Hawks over the Knicks because I love Trey Young. It's also because I think that the Hawks have such a such a superior team to, to the Knicks. The Knicks team is trash. Alec Burks, who I love and I think would have been much better had he not torn his knee so many times, um, was the leading scorer in the Knicks. He had 27. He hasn't yeah. had 27 in 10 games combined, basically. Like, I was shocked he played this well. Yeah. They I, couldn't take I, I him like, out. No, he, he played very well. He kept him in the game. And I thought I was going to go to OT. But you, yeah, you got you to give Trey his, his due, man. That floater was nice. It was a good, it was a nice shot by him. Cut the basket, the defense folded. He put it in. That was a great shot. Excellent and he, shot. And then he silenced the crowd like the superstar he is. It's only his third year. You give Lucas so much. So much of a pass for his his inefficiencies and, and and his shortcomings for being in his third year. You don't give Trey Young that same do that same grace. You need to do that. Look how I, small Trey is. I don't care about the size. I care about the player. I would take Luca over Trey every day of the week. It's not close. It's not. I would only take Luca because of the size. To be honest, that's it. But that matters. Like when you're judging a player, I don't say, "Well, he's good, but he's small." Yes, he has to be good no matter what. And Trey yeah, is fine. He's fine. That's it. Trey is fantastic. I love Trey so much. He's 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 gonna carry the Hawks to to victory. I I said six games. I wouldn't be surprised if it's five now. See, listeners, but be honest here, okay, Webb? Because in three days he could turn on Trey Young like he turned on Marcus Howard and hate him. So you never know where Webb stands. He has no loyalties. Crazy man. I love how he silenced the cold crowd, especially at, at the Garden. That was big, man. That was iconic. It wasn't, but okay. I do want to talk about one part of this thing that's outside basketball a little bit that I am furious at. The mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, wore Brooklyn Nets like a jersey and a hat at a press conference a few days ago, and he looked so stupid. And then he came out today and criticized Trey Young, saying he has to stop hunting for fouls and play the game the right way. I want the Hawks to win this series now just because Bill de Blasio is so stupid. Just a little side, side note for me there. I actually didn't know that about de Blasio. Um, but every time, like, fans of teams always say the same thing, that this star is begging for fouls. They say it about, name a player. Harden, LeBron, like, 
and Trey gets to the line a lot for us for an undersized guard. Like he gets to the line a lot. No, I don't have a problem with him saying about Trey Young. I have the problem that you wore the Nets gear two days ago. Oh, okay. Pick a side. Either you're for the Nets or you're for the Knicks. They're the same conference. You can't have two teams. <laughs> yeah, you can't head just like that. Yeah, don't be like, oh, uh, Mayor in New York, so Brooklyn and the Knicks. No, you pick one and you stick with it like a man. And if you choose the Knicks, you sit through 25 years of pain like a man. Like don't Spike. be like, You think Spike's liked being a Knicks fan his whole life? No, it's a, it's been a nightmare. It's been a walking nightmare. Yeah. But he's done. He's not wearing Nets gear like them. Some clown trying to get reelected. Yeah, if you were, if you didn't support the New Jersey Nets, however many ten years ago, fifteen years ago, like, um, I don't think you have you should be able to be a a, a Brooklyn Nets fan. No, if you if you live in Brooklyn, I have no problem with you being a Brooklyn Nets fan. I have a problem with you being a Nets and Knicks fan. You got to pick one. Yeah, but you if you lived in Brooklyn, you would have been a Knicks fan the entire time. Then stick until, with the Knicks. Then stick with the, the Knicks. Came. Stick with the Knicks or become I... a traitor. You have two choices. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's get to the last game. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Utah Jazz 112-109. Utah was the one seed. Memphis, obviously, the nine that beat the uh, Golden State Warriors to get the eighth seed. Donovan Mitchell was expected to play. He did not. Apparently, he is furious at the team because they were the ones that held him out of this game. Kyle Anderson played great for memphis john morant was amazing dylan brooks played really well i think utah still wins this series web because donovan mitchell's coming back but i think memphis is gonna give it a go i think this will i said a utah sweep i could see this going six or seven now i think i think this would be memphis's only win i i think it took a lot for memphis to even get it to where they they got it at that point which was uh they led they led for like the entire game or the majority of the game but um utah Stayed in it. Bogey was Bogey and Conley were keeping them in it. Um, Mitchell was a huge loss to them, huge void, and it they still almost won. So that's why you know as good as Ja played and ja, and uh, Dylan Brooks and uh, Desmond Bain and and uh, and and Kyle Anderson and JV. Like I think it took a lot for them to beat an undermanned team. I like Memphis a lot. I love Ja. I, you don't seem to like Ja that much. I don't know why he. he He's the man. He took down Steph. He's so underrated, so underappreciated, and I think he has um, star potential. I love Dylan Brooks. He check guy and he's taking over. Like I said, I don't hate John Morant at all. I love Jaw coming in the draft. I thought he was excellent. I think in the pros he's been very good. I don't think he's a superstar yet. I just think he's he has to show me something before I elevate him to the next level of stars. He's on his way. If he wins this series, he'll be there for me. I'm just not sure he is. Is he a top five point guard yet? I don't think he is. Oh, but that's hard to do. I mean, he took down your boy stuff when you thought it was impossible. Uh, buried him like uh, the Lakers buried stuff and, and his dreams. Still have yet to see Steph do something on his own, like win. So he won the first title on his own. Clay Thompson was there. Draymond was there. Like, I mean, like Clay Thompson was a huge part, huge part of that. What did Kobe win it on his own? Uh, no one's really won it on their own. Then shut but, up about Steph, you scumbag. No, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You've elevated Steph to being in an MVP conversation. He didn't even make the playoffs. The MVP is not a playoffs system. And Since when? Who is, who's won the MVP that didn't make the playoffs before? I'm saying you don't judge MVP based off uh, playoff scenarios. It's only off the regular season. That's how they do it. No, Usually no, no. I mean, having I, a bag I mean, of 
I mean, making the playoffs. I don't mean success this, in the playoffs. This is the first year he wouldn't have made the playoffs. In every year past, he would have been the eighth seed. He would have been in. No, I'm saying this year was the tournament, right? He would have been the eight. Oh, okay. So he would have made the playoffs. They changed the rules this season. They changed it before the season started. He should have played better. I'm just saying, he in every year in the past, he would have been in the playoffs. He would have been the eighth seed. So yeah. they, you can't say, oh, yeah, well, he never – he would have been in. They changed the rules. That's all. Uh, no, you can't put an asterisk on it. We knew what it was. If you were the seventh or the eighth spot at the end of the regular season, you were not guaranteed to make the playoffs. When the Lakers didn't make it, you were saying how you didn't like the rule, how it wasn't good. But now the Lakers are in, you're like, you know what? Steph's the scum, but Steph's the worst. You are such a hack. Lakers did what they had to do. I don't like the rule necessarily. It made the games exciting, but I don't necessarily want it to be a permanent fixture. But, uh, you know, you do what you have to do. The good teams make it. Memphis was the nine seed. They had to win two games in a row. And they did gonna, it. They handled their business. We're going to get to you soon, Webb Bayless. It's coming. So you think Utah in five still? You think it's over? Uh, Yeah. Rudy Gobert, if Rudy Gobert had stayed in that game the entire game yesterday and not fouled out as early in the fourth as he did, I think Utah still would have won that game yesterday. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I, I think Rudy Gobert played well. He was then. I think Jay, although Derek Favors was doing most of the defense under the basket, which was weird. He played really well, good defense yesterday. I like him. I was really impressed with Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson. They played amazing I'm for Memphis. I always saw those guys as more role players, but they looked like like great third guys on teams. They looked really impressive to me. I watched, I, I watched a lot of Memphis the last couple of years. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Jaron Jackson. I think he has the ugliest shot in the NBA. But Dylan Brooks, man, he's a heat check player. Like, he doesn't get enough uh, enough hype because, you know, it's Memphis. Yeah. Um, and, and Kyle Anderson, I was a huge Kyle Anderson fan coming out of college. Um, he kind of got screwed over going to the Spurs. But I always liked him. I always thought he's a, a really good player. He played point guard on UCLA, like, like 6'9". Yeah, I remember that slow-mo. Yeah, he's a, he's a yeah. really good player. He's coming into his own now on this team. Like, this Memphis team has still stayed blue-collar, and I like that. Sure. Okay, let's get to a little NFL action, Webb. Julio Jones has said he wants out of the Atlanta Falcons organization. Shannon Sharp called him on the phone, live on air, for, during Undisputed, with your brother from another mother, Skip Bayless. And Shannon asked him what was going on with Atlanta, and Julio said, I'm out of there, man. I don't think Julio knew he was on TV. Do you think he knew he was on TV? I certainly hope so. It did not seem like, like there was no warning that Shannon was like, hey, this is on TV right now. He just went into it. I think, I think Shannon gave him a heads up before the call. I think the call was just a, a formality. They've spoken before and Shannon's known what he was going to say. I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, it'd be really bad, but it'd be funny. Oh, I think Shannon would lose a lot of... Uh insider knowledge if that happened a lot of uh, sources would be done okay so if julio is to be traded he has 38 year, 38 million and three years left on his deal he is 32 years old apparently atlanta has been asking for a first round pick do you think they get it i think someone will offer it i don't know if they'll like that offer that has the first round pick but i think they can get it i don't think they get it anymore i think after the draft they, i think they could have got it before the draft i think now they'll get like a second and a fourth that's my guess. Well, why couldn't they get a 2022 first round pick? Because teams don't know where they're going to finish now. They don't want to be like Houston giving away the top pick in the draft for a 32-year-old. I I think for a 32-year-old, Julio is still in the top three conversation. Like You're not going to get 17 games out of him, but I think someone's going to 
give up a, a first rounder for him. And, and 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 I've always said Baltimore would be great, a great landing spot. If you're Baltimore and you think that you're going to finish um, with a pick in the, in, in, in the mid-20s, mid to low 20s, uh, why wouldn't you give up your first rounder for him? I would. So I have three locations I think he might get traded. Baltimore's on the list. I don't think Baltimore would do that. They took a first-round wide receiver this year. They took a first-round receiver two years ago in Marquise Brown. They're going to have three first-round receivers, and that's not how Baltimore builds their teams. I just don't I don't think they do it for a first. I, how do you come around to Baltimore? I said it no. months ago. No, we've always said Baltimore was the likeliest team for place for a receiver team. We've always said that. We've agreed. No, but I said I always said Julio should go to Baltimore. Oh yeah, but we didn't know. I didn't know he was available because we were oh. talking before the draft of where he would go, right? If he'd be traded, because I said if Baltimore, sorry, if Atlanta takes Justin Fields, they gotta trade Julio. You don't do one and then do the other. It didn't make sense to me to keep Matt Ryan and then trade his best weapon. But I said so this, I, would, I said this even before that. Oh, well, I, did you know Julio was available? No, 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 I was saying that yeah. Atlanta should trade him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was saying they should trade him. Yeah. I, I think the possible locations are Green Bay to try and keep Aaron Rodgers. New England, who just seems to be trading everything now to win win this season. And Baltimore. I've seen some talks about Indy trying to get him. I don't think Chris Ballard does that, especially not for a first-round pick. I think he ends up going for a second and like a fourth or a second and a second next year. I don't think he gets a one anymore. I think he's too old and too expensive. Uh, so I, I think the New England rumors have some have some some credence to them. Um, I would love for the Rams to get him. I don't think it's possible, obviously, with a first round pick, but I'd love the Rams to get him. Great. Um, the Atlanta has come out and said they don't want to trade him to the NFC. By the way, so they're looking for an AFC team. Oh, well, I, I hope that I. The, the the team I, I've always had was Baltimore, but um, I think New England makes a lot of sense. I think the Raiders make sense. Um, that's, that's a good that's a good one. And I would I would love for the Rams to get him. I just think that's my own fandom talking. Yeah, you're a hack. So is he traded before training camp in August? Yeah, I think so. I think he's traded by June fifth. That's my guess. Before then, hmm. I don't know. In terms of the trade predictions, I think I've been doing all right. Atlanta is in so much cap trouble, they can't risk him coming to the team and then getting hurt in training camp and losing out on that money and the player. I think they have to trade him for that. I think with the Kyle Pitts draft selection, I think Atlanta won't be much worse without Julio. Just based off how I've seen them fare the last couple of years, I'm not saying Julio is replaceable. I'm just saying they're not that good with him. <laughs> and now that they've gotten Kyle Pitts, I don't think they'll be bad. Okay, so you're saying he'll be traded. Your guess is Baltimore. That's your main guess still? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Baltimore. I say New England. That's my guess. That's the number one guess for me. Okay. Okay, and let's talk about Aaron Rodgers really quickly before we get out of here. There was an article in The Athletic today, and he, he gave an interview on ESPN with Kenny Mayne. Aaron Rodgers said, the Packers strain is about philosophy, in quotes, not the Jordan Love pick. I don't believe this at all. Do you? I think Aaron Rodgers is like LeBron. And like, I think you've said it before too. Like what he says is very calculated and he doesn't just fly off the cuff really. So can't really believe every single thing that he says. So I think I agree with you. Um, Wait, let me clarify really quickly. The philosophy he disagrees with is that he was not good anymore. And Jordan Love was the answer. I don't so think it was that. About him. <laughs> it was, 
it was never that he was mad that they took Jordan Love. It was that they, with taking Jordan Love, what it said about what it meant to him. I don't think he ever hated Jordan Love. I think it was just about that Jordan Love meant that he was done in Green Bay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I think Rodgers hates the front office. He literally said during this interview, I love the players, coaches, and, and everyone else on this team, but he did not mention the front office. Like, that is done. I, I think that means he's not coming back. I think that this interview was one of those shots like, is not going to happen for us. I still think he's coming back. I I don't think Dream, Green Bay trades him. I think Gutekunst is gone, steps down, or they relieve him of his duties before they get rid of Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay coach today said that Jordan Love looks really good in training in the OTAs right now. So, because uh, Aaron Rodgers has not shown up for these involuntary workouts, sorry, the voluntary workouts. So, the 2021 Green Bay Packers starter is Jordan Love. Ready for that, folks? Uh, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. They would not make the biggest mistake ever by trading this guy. They're not going to do it. This, I think this would be worse. No, not worse. This would be on the level of trading Shaq, like what the Lakers did. But at least the Lakers had Kobe to rely on. Um, and it worked out eventually for the Lakers and the Heat. But this won't work out for the Packers if they do it. I still think Aaron Rodgers is back in uniform playing for the Packers this year. We shall see. Okay, we'll be back Thursday. Uh, breaking down more NBA playoff games, talking about any NFL trade stuff that happens. Please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. We are on the Undrafted Sports Network now, so go to undraftedsports.com. Find us there and a bunch of other podcasts that are excellent. Web, anything to add before we get out of here? Yeah, the Lakers are going to dominate tonight. That's about it. Get ready, man. Get ready for this title run. The best part about you, Web, is when the Lakers win, I get a text message like, go Lakers. But when they lose, it's dead silence because you are a fair weather fan. Okay, I'm not going to text you at all tonight after the Lakers whoop Phoenix. It's going to hurt your hands. You're going to have like 14 messages in your drafts folder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Evan, for listening. Have a great night. Yeah. Phoenix in four. <laughs>